boldness. Welcome to, to The Boldness. My, my name's Phineas Meir. Joining me in the studio, as he normally does, for this very special Radiothon edition of The Boldness is Raphael Caleb. Hello, Raphael. A rambling barologist is in the building. He, and in the studio as well. Now, um, it's before we get going, I should just say The Boldness is about grabbing your human rights, not just waiting for some well-meaning person t- to give them to you. Now, before we introduce our first guest... It is our Radiothon show. Uh, every year, 3CR has a Radiothon to, um, to to keep the radio station going and independent media going, which provides a voice to people who wouldn't otherwise have one, like um, people with disabilities. And one of the shows you, you can donate to is ours, The Boldness, and you can do that by... By ringing nine four one nine eight three double seven, that's nine four one nine eight three double seven right now, and you can probably SMS as well. And I'll and the t- number is zero four we- eight eight nine three zero eight double five. There we. What? What's? What, what? Do you want to hit them with that number again? Zero four eight eight nine three zero eight five five. Fantastic. Bell is outside waiting to take your call. So. Please give us something to do and ring in. So, without further ado, it's time to introduce our first guest. Well, our first and only guest, Raphael. Well, mm. as that, as everybody should know, relationships and disabilities go together. We're talking about that crucial issue which people don't like to talk about. We're going to do it live on where we're talking sex and disability. We have got Victoria Chipperfield, who is the director of stabilize here in the studio and we are going to kick it off with a strike tell us about stabilize victoria thank you so much for inviting me along tonight stabilize was set up after a conversation with a man who uh, was looking to buy a vibrator for his wife and after a conversation with him it, it worked out he disclosed that he had multiple sclerosis and wasn't always able to get an erection and I'm kind of wondering whether I should ask you guys which words I am and aren't allowed to use actually yeah, <laughs> excellent Safe stuff. well it's educational Safe stuff. <laughs> so what I did was actually showed him a thing called an enhancement ring or a cock ring that maintains an erection uh, for a man and I just sort of said you know I'm pretty sure your partner would prefer you which could get you rather than a vibrator. And from there, the, the idea of Stabilise was born. Well, is that, uh, Victoria, is that why is sex and disability one of those issues people sweep under the carpet or don't talk about it? Or how important it is for people with disability to be able to have maybe a sex life? 
Absolutely. The major issue, I think, is that people don't talk about sex full stop. They don't talk to their children about it. They don't talk to their partners about it. And so when it comes to talking to someone with a disability or thinking about what their needs are and how to meet them, it's just it's such a taboo. And it's, um, it's been that, like that way for a long time. Well, that certainly is. This is the radio song show we are actually doing tonight. And I suppose I better actually read out a few names of people who have actually rung in. And one of the people we've got a donation for, I would like to thank you very much, Mr. and Mrs. A and D Smith, who has rung in with a donation of $250. Is there someone else? Is there someone in the, audience is going, wow. Is there anyone out there who is listening? We're talking sex and disability who is prepared to at least match this one. <laughs> is that they've got mm. a nice note here. I have donated this money to support the boldness, which is I feel is a great and inspirational three CR program. Keep up the good work. Now that is the first person we're announcing who is rung in. I've got a list of other people, but we're going to keep talking with Victoria. We will. So what? So what? I suppose from uh, you said that um, stabilise was born out of a conversation, Victoria. What? What? Um, um, what? What does stabilise actually do? So essentially, it was about initially finding answers to help people. So there's some really fabulous adult toys and products, but people don't know about them and they don't know how they can actually be applied for their particular circumstance. And like the gentleman who, you know, cockering costs a few dollars, was going to make a difference to his relationship with his partner, you know, it just seemed like such a good thing to see what else was available and how that could be accessible for people with disabilities. We also do um, individual consults. And last year we had the Sexed Up Disability Sexuality Expo where we literally had the smorgasbord of everything from um, sex workers to sex ed, um, the whole plethora around sex and sexuality for people with disabilities. And sexual problems too. But like you said, because like we're actually live on air and people may not be actually aware what's actually happening. Now, is it Victoria, I believe that you may have brought into the studio a toy box. I have. Toy box on wheels. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do is that if you'd like to open up um, the toy box, Mm -hmm. is that I'm going to take some photos. We are going to post these up as part of the podcast as a link. So people can actually see what's actually available for people with a disability as far as what sex goes. Now, Victoria, if you could come a little bit closer to the microphone right now, please. Certainly. Now, we've actually talked about um, sex very, very openly here. Yes. We've actually touched on what people may have to be able to actually access. But what about, let's say, sex and disability and health problems, let's say, if they're in the care of, let's say, someone else in the community. Let's say if they might have a sexual disease for something, what actually happens? Or having an annual check for something? As an ex-nurse, one of the greatest concerns I had was that um, this very important part of people's lives wasn't being addressed at all. And so it's important that people do understand where they can get um, advice and support and good information. So uh, Family Planning have a wonderful clinic specifically for people with disabilities and they can... Uh, so people, if they've got concerns around sexually transmitted diseases or if they want to know more about sex ed or if they've found that they're pregnant um, and they want to understand what the 
options are for them. Family planning is a fantastic place to start. And then places like Andrology Australia, which specialises in men's sexual health. I know it sounds like a funny term, but amazing people there. They're all professors and associate professors specifically for men's health. So I strongly recommend them as well. Yeah, like let's say, let's talk about more of the specifics. Let's say if people, let's say if there's a female, there happen to be in, let's say, a group home. Mm. Let's say if they need to access something which females have, like a pap smear test. Yes. How hard is it for a worker to try to organise something like this, or does it even actually happen? I think that's the more that's the greater concern in a lot of assessment tools that are done um, when people move into shared accommodation. The reproductive system, full stop, just isn't even acknowledged. And this has been going on for a very long time. So, of course, it means things like pap smears, breast checks, um, prostate checks for men aren't necessarily being addressed. And, again, it goes back to a whole lot of people being quite concerned about, you know, what does that actually mean and are we, you know, permitting people to have relationships? Well, we should be having – we should be encouraging people to have relationships. It's part of being human. Is, is there a problem with the, the – I guess the narrative around – disability and sex in that people, I guess, the mainstream believe through, I suppose, um, movies like The the Sessions, where, um, uh, which I think was based on a true story, yes. where, where a, I think a p- person was in an iron lung and they thought the only way that they could have a sexual life was to engage the services of a sex worker and... I guess we also saw a a documentary a few years ago called Scarlet Road, which also looked at people accessing sex workers. So, so is there a problem? Is there a problem with the 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 narrative, or I guess the mainstream belief that people with disabilities can only be can only have a sex life if they access a prostitute and not by by or a sex worker and not not by having and just a regular relationship like everyone else. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. And we were lucky enough to have Rachel Watton at the Sexed Up Disability Sexuality Expo last year. What we tried to provide in the expo was very much that smorgasbord of all the options. And, of course, people want relationships, short-term, long-term, you know, whatever, just like everybody else in the community. But it's not something that's acknowledged. And I think for a long time, you're quite right, Finn, there's been this thing about people, if they've got a disability, that makes them asexual which is just a nonsense. And so, you know, toys and products, they're only an option. They're an option that everybody else has as well. That's all that this is about. It's not saying it's the only thing. People do want to have, you know, close, um, connected relationships like everyone else. What have we got to do to change the narrative? I think, you know, being here tonight and listening to you guys, you know, being open and honest about this conversation. There was a one, there's a wonderful man, uh, Dr. George Talaporis, who's been an amazing advocate for this for a very long time. And, you know, again, it's just about us trying to put pressure onto bureaucracies and onto workers and say, this is actually part of me as a human being and I have a right to access this too. They certainly are, is that... Uh, this is the boldness on 3CR, and we are talking with the director of Stabilise, Victoria Chipperfield. We are talking sex and disability. And while we've been talking, we've had a few people that have actually been calling into the program. The number to call is 0349 419 8377 or SMS 0488 930 
And I'd like to thank Mr. Stuart Arnold Levy for a donation of $50. Uh, Miss Lizarissa McFarlane from Footscray for a donation of $15. And Mr. Gerald Muley from Balaclava for another donation of $20. Thank you very much. Please keep calling on 94198377. We're talking with Victoria Chipperfield, the director of Stabilise. Now, let's say when people have got a disability, sometimes they actually have carers, and sometimes those carers might be a family member. Now, let's relate this to sex. How hard, I mean, why is it difficult for a relative or a carer to actually have that conversation about sexuality um, with a person that's got a disability that's expressed a need and a desire to have that relationship and along with sex? I think overall we're having real struggles talking about sex anyway, to be perfectly honest. We've had um, a lot of control from religions and from other huge organisations really trying to make sex something that's dirty, that you know you only do if you're going to procreate. We've had all of these messages pushed on us for so long. And, you know, I'm, I'm devastated that in 2017 we only then got legislation changed for same-sex couples to get married. So we've been seeing some incredibly... Um, tight structures around people and it does make it difficult for people to be open and honest about things that are completely normal and healthy. Are there, are there ways for people with disabilities to explore their sexuality? Look, uh, the individual consults that we do and with the um, with couples, it's really up to that person about what they want to do. One of the first products I found was a hands-free masturbator sleeve after a young man had a conversation with me at one of the conferences and for him it was he wanted to see a sex worker. He was 19, he couldn't masturbate because of his cerebral palsy. But even having that conversation, it ended up being something that was done in this almost like a closet, um, which is ridiculous. This is a young man, very healthy, you know, wanting to have, you know, sexual release and it was just a really difficult conversation for him to be able to have with anyone. Um, so it'd be really great if we were able to give people more permission. We need to be able to give permission to have those conversations. Now, do you think the National Disability Insurance Scheme, where the the sexual workers could be covered um, by this as an essential service? They actually can. Uh, Dr George Teleporis made sure that he did a review of that, and yes, it is. Well done, Dr George. uh, Absolutely. Now, Victoria, could you please elaborate on this? (laughs) There's actually a part in the NDIS that states that payment can be made to access sex workers um, if that's within, you know, to ensure rights of normal life or something like that. I'm not quite sure the actual wording, but uh, it is there. It is actually there. Well, well yes. done, Mr George Temporis. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure people will be rushing to the uh, NDIS Act now to see which part pertains to uh, sexuality. Um, what, so, um, what, what have you, I mean, do you find people have all, all sorts of reasons and all sorts of questions when they, when they come and see you, or is that... Is there a sort of typical? No, typical... everybody's different. You know, it's it's uh, it's been the most incredibly privileged journey to be part of those conversations with people and for them to feel comfortable and confident enough 
and sometimes I find all they really want to do is talk about their relationships and mm-hmm. about what's going on with that. Other people, you know, being able to be in a space where they can actually say, oh, my goodness, I'm allowed to be an adult and I'm allowed to access something that's going to make me happy and this is all okay. The difference in them is, has just been magic to watch as well. Now, I said... Victoria, you mentioned that you did a disability kind of like um, sexuality expo. Yes. Now, I said, how many people attended this approximately? We had probably over 200 people. And the greatest joy of it was to see people who were living with a disability, professionals, workers from a whole range of different areas, just talking adult to adult about all things sexuality and that was amazing we were we had family planning there doing a session um as i said rachel watton came down from touching base uh we had just the most amazing speakers um i just couldn't believe how people gave of their time to be able to come along and be part of that conversation was amazing it was magic right and like is it can you tell us a little bit about who were some of the speakers you did have at this expo. So there's Dr Judith Glover from RMIT. She's the head of uh, the technical service there, industrial design, and she's very into developing. Her PhD was done on sex toys and people with disabilities, so very cool lady. Um, As I said, family planning, Vanessa Hamilton, who actually runs an education program for children, parents and teachers around sex ed. Uh, she did. She worked as a nurse for over 20 years and specialises around spinal cord injury. We had people living the experience. We had two sex workers who were actually women with disabilities talking about their work as sex workers. And wherever possible, we had people who were living the experience actually doing the present, presenting because I think too often, as you were saying earlier, we've got all, you know, there's a lot of these other people talking for you rather than talking for yourself. Well, Victoria, have you got anything, do you know if anything that's actually coming up to do with disability and sexuality? <laughs> Beautifully timed. I am thrilled to Wait, announce <laughs> that Ballarat Pride Hub is having an Express Yourself Expo in Ballarat on the tw- on the. 1st of September at the Trades Hall, 12 o'clock till 6pm. And we're going to be there with a table of products. So come over and say hello to us. But the wonderful thing about this is it's actually being um, organised by people living with disability around sexuality and gender and sexual diversity. And down at the very bottom, it actually has a really important point. This event, uh, Ballarat Pride Hub Incorporated, proud to present Express Yourself, this event is for people over 18 yes. of all sexual orientations. So that would be, in, that includes everybody over the age of 18. That's right. Now, is that from a disability point of view, is that, let's say if a, when a person has a disability and they're trying to actually meet someone, is it, as someone who is director of Stabilise, mm. have you suggestions on, one, how people could actually meet people with a disability or in a relationship mm. and how that relationship can actually develop. Can you actually give some insight into it? It's, look, I think this has been one of the biggest issues is that people have a very limited pool of people that they get to meet, you know, at day programs and residential care if they're in supported accommodation, respite, all of it. It's a very limited number of people they get an opportunity to meet. And, you know, I really want to say too that... Part of this is actually about people living the experience, 
sticking their hands up and saying, we want our lives to be different. Don't wait for someone else to give you permission or mm. give something to you. You've got to be doing that stuff of going, listen, we're adults, this is what we want. Well, that actually sounds very much like uh, the boldness, which is the boldness is about setting up your rights <laughs> as people with a disability instead of waiting for some well-meaning person to give them to you. Exactly. And that's very, very much like what we're actually talking about there. As an adult <laughs> with sexuality, it's being having that right to actually... One actually meets someone to find out what actually does happen as part of a normal interaction of a meaningful or a relationship or something in the community which most people would actually take for granted. Now, is that we've actually got a toy. It's called a hot octopus. It's being actually opened up. I'm about to take a happy snap. These will go up very, very quick. The photos will go up very, very quickly. Now, can you tell, tell us a little bit, listeners, about what, what it's used for? <laughs> so this is, this is called The Pulse. It's one of my favourites. This came from the conversation with the young guy, the 19-year-old who wanted to see a sex worker. Mm-hmm. Um, he had cerebral palsy, wasn't able to masturbate, and this is a hands-free option. It's actually got a button mm-hmm. that could also be attached to a remote. It could be attached to a shower chair, for example. It doesn't need lubricant, and it was specifically for, designed for men with erectile dysfunction, um, and spinal cord injury. So it works really well for most guys and USB waterproof too. Really cool. So in the shower. What, what, um, now I should just say um, it is our Radiothon show. So if you would like to donate, you can do, donate to keep 3 Hour afloat and f- fight for your mic and also keep uh the bonus on it. For another year, you can do that by calling 94198377. That's 94198377, at least for the next oh, nine or so minutes. And we've actually got a couple more people that actually have run with donations. Um, okay. Uh, Miss, with that. Ms. Bridget O'Shaughnessy for $50. Oh. Miss Molly O'Shaughnessy for $20. There's Andrew Bowley from Camberwell uh, for $10. And there's other people who are actually putting for $10 as well. And our little target is eight fifty five dollars. Fantastic! So, um, I, I was just going to say, what what other um, what other toys, what other sex toys are available for people just to get people interested? <laughs> Fabulous! So, one of the popular ones is a thing called um, Coffee Brew. It looks like a coffee cup, and when you open it up. It's actually got a masturbator sleeve in it, which is perfect for guys living in resi care so they can leave it on the bedside table. Everyone will just think it's a coffee cup. And they just think it's a coffee cup, so nice and discreet. Um, And, of course, we've got products for the women as well. And the favourite one, because everyone, all the women love this, it's pretty Mm. powerful, is a little one called the Lux. It's very pretty. It's pink. comes in other colours. And waterproof, USB charged, and uh, very powerful. And um, very nice for women that are living also in resi care. It doesn't look like what it is. So we're all that, about discretion. And that's, that's always helpful to uh, have things that don't look like what they are. That's correct. Although we've got plenty that do as well. <laughs> so <laughs> They certainly do now is that one of the things that um, I really, really would like to ask um, Victoria is that how did you actually go about finding, like, if when you're approaching manufacturers and said that you're looking for sex toys, 
then tenant market is maybe people with disability. How did they actually respond? It's been... It feels a bit like being a bridge across two sectors. So the adult industry really haven't recognised that there's this enormous group of people who would love to be able to access these products. These are all mainstream products. What we do is we go into the warehouses, we look at the size of um, buttons, we look at what they could be used for. So some of the swings would be really good for people with spinal cord injury and provide couples with much more freedom rather than being on a bed. Um, So we look at products very differently to most sellers of adult toys. The thing that I was very excited to see recently, because a lot of men now aren't circumcised, is that they're now providing dongs that have got foreskins. And when you're talking to people with cognitive impairment, it's, I believe, really important for them to have things that actually look like what they are. So if you're teaching someone sex ed around how to use a condom and you've actually got a dong that looks like... Um, an uncircumcised penis, and the person's going to be able to relate to that much better. Yeah, it probably works better than a carrot. Yes, <laughs> yes, uh, it does make it much more relevant well, for them. Quite well. right. <laughs> um, so, is there, is there what can I guess what can be done to bridge that divide between the the I guess adult um, uh, adult adult entertainment industry, shall we say, and uh, the and uh, the disability sector? I think the adult industry is starting to make a move towards, well, I know they are, but towards um, wellness. So they have a whole range of products that, you know, that they're aiming more at people um, around that health, that sexual health and wellness. The industry itself is still coming out of a fairly, gosh, I don't know whether I should say it, misogynistic perspective. There's still, I find it really interesting to see that there are still very few products for, say, men who are attracted to other men or Mm. women who are attracted to other women. You know, those options are still quite limited. It is still very heterocentric. And I suppose that's often often how people view people with disabilities as well, that they've got to be, you know, know, heteronormative um, rather than... All the, all the other things one can be. Um, yes, and that's what's so exciting about this expo. It's embracing everyone. people's sexuality across the board. Well, I said thank you very much. Is that my name is Rafael Calab. This is yes. The Boldness. We've been talking with Victoria Chipperfield, the Director of Stabilise, about sex and disability. Now, how do people get in contact with Stabilise? Uh, mm. So we have a website, which is www.infostabilise.com. And um, if you go through there, there's contact details and that'll give you the email address as well. So we actually do source things for people. So if you specifically want something, we'll have a look for it. That is fantastic. Thank you very much, Victoria, for coming into the interview. Have we got any any more late donations before we finish? No. We don't? No. Well, as I said, I'm hoping that somebody is prepared to match... Miss Dyer Smith of $250 The Boldness. Mm. And I'm going to reiterate mm. the message. I have donated this money to support The Boldness, which I feel is a great and inspirational 3CR program. Keep up the good work. We wish you well, Miss Ann Smith. Thank you very much. We appreciate it greatly. Thank you, Thank you very much. And we're, we're going up. We have got a donation. It is oh, literally coming right coming, there. Coming on the bell. It is coming at Mr. Michael Mills. Oh. 
And, the old man. and it is for $50. Oh. Thank you oh. very much, Mr. Lee. Thank you. And See, we're going, you, going to go out with a song. You your and the name of that song is... Sorry. Yes, what's the song? And we're, the song is sex. The song we're going out with is sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Oh, Ian Jury. And Blockheads. By Ian Jury. Keep listening Co- to Completer by Lovely. <laughs> Thank you very much, Victoria Chipperfield, Director of Starblast, for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. And we me. are back on the 30th of June. And uh, Ian, Ian Jury had polio as well, just to, just to, just to complete the thing. Anyway, uh, we've, we've got to go. And uh, we'll be back on June 30th. Thanks to everyone who's donated to our Radiothon show. See ya. Sex and drugs and rock and roll Is all my brain and body need Sex and drugs and rock and roll silly ways or throw them out the window the wisdom of your ways I've been there and I know lots of other ways what a jolly bad show if all you ever do is business you don't like sex and drugs and rock and roll sex and drugs and rock and roll Sex and drugs and rock and roll is very good indeed. Every bit of clothing ought to make you pretty. You can cut the clothing, grey is such a pity. I should wear the clothing of Mr. Walter Mitty. See my tailor, he's called Simon. I know it's going to fit.